Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ollie Dean. I really am rugged with kids. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up, fellas. I'm beating in the caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back no. and up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit. Hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the hall, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm prone I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like a unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from the double bogey blue. Gunga, galunga. Hey there, welcome to the program. It is The Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Happy Sunday morning to you. Brian Katrick, going to be joined by a cast of thousands here on this gloomy Sunday morning. We are going to be live from Bobby Jones Golf Course, the Georgia Putting Championship going on today. Scott Geary from the Georgia PGA is going to be with us. My putting partner is going to be with us that would be my son henry as you're as you're as you're hearing this we are just wrapping up our first round and we'll uh, we'll tell you all about it uh this just given us a little time to get on the golf course or get finished on the golf course i've had a uh, have had a big week i just got back from sarasota florida the first ever pop stroke tour championship got done down there if you're not familiar with pop stroke it is a putting course we're, we're playing the dan yates putting course here at uh, at bobby jones which is just gorgeous all kinds of humps and bumps steve pate himself designed it and we're going to talk a lot about that um, but it's real grass so a lot of these putting facilities have been done you've you've all played miniature golf uh they're they're taking it at uh, they've kind of ratcheted it up the folks at pop stroke and it's kind of a top golf meets a miniature golf, except the miniature golf is, it's way different. They, I don't know how many of you have played this course down at Disney called Fantasia Gardens. And there, then there's Fantasia Fairways. And they're basically 100-foot-long versions of real golf holes. It'll be a dogleg right. There'll be a fairway bunker. They actually have a different color grass for the green. Uh, and it's basically the hardest miniature golf course in the world. Uh, well, that's not what Pop Stroke is. Pop Stroke, the facility down in Sarasota, is uh, is thirty six holes. We 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 talked about the putting course, the nine hole putting course that they had at Fairway Social, and we loved it. Ollie and I loved it. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of this. So 36 holes of pop stroke. The holes are, you know, they're they're 50 feet long, some of them. Some of them are even shorter than that. Uh, one course is very much harder than the other. The red course is way harder than the black course. And they had a national championship. And this thing filled up in about 15 minutes because Tiger tweeted. Tiger is part owner of Pop Stroke. He designed this golf course that I just got done playing. And uh, and he uh, he said, hey, you know, come play in the national championship. What, what do you think? Uh, and, and people did. They signed up immediately. And that was that. So I partnered with John McGinnis, and uh, he's my partner on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. And basically what kept him on tour for all of those years was his ability to putt. Now, what he didn't have was he didn't have any of the shots. He had to go learn the shots. So we didn't get there in time. Some of the, the Swedish competitors had been there for three weeks. That's not unusual. I've experienced with the many golf masters. We've talked about that in Myrtle Beach uh, some of those competitors come in there for, and, and just play the course for a month. And, you know, why Why would you do that? Well, just take the first hole on the red course, for example. And I'm just doing this off of memory, but they have the, the teeing mats to start off, say, pop stroke. So you got to pick where you're going to start. And in this case, we're all starting on the second P in pop. And then it's a slight dog leg left. It's only about a 20-foot putt. You're playing it about about six inches from the inside of the dog leg up that little hill there, and that's going to shove it out to the right, and then there's a mound out in the middle that's going to push it back down to the left. And if you hit it too hard, it's going to go too far up the mound and then go way racing down the mound and go way past the hole. If you miss your spot to the left, it's going to get caught up in the rough and it won't go anywhere. If you miss your spot to the right, it's going to hit the wrong side of that mound. You're going to wind up with, with 15 feet on the other side of the mound. And... So you got to hit precise spots and take angles. There's a lot of geometry involved in this. But the thing is, once you learn that shot the first time, then it's never going to change. They're not going to move the hole tomorrow. That's the shot. And it becomes about the skill of matching up your speed with that line and the fact that that's the first hole and the next hole you actually have to put one through a bunker. It's the preferred line. Uh, and the bunkers, you know, turf, it's turf. They're not real sand. Uh, but that runs a little slower than the rest of the turf. There's all kinds of challenges. And I just had an absolute blast. Uh, John and I finished 11th in the team championship out of 200 teams. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so what happens is if you're off the mark a little bit, then you're going to wind up with a six-footer. And now it's a six-footer on AstroTurf, and they, they break, but you don't always know which way they break. Well, they're all pretty much right edge putts or left edge putts. Putts that you can get away with taking some breakout, just hitting them right in the hole. Uh, well, that's what John does. From six feet, he's such a good putter, he can just hammer it right in the center of the cup. And it's not going to move that much. Now, if he misses it, he's going to have 15 feet coming back. And there was an alternate shot format where it was going to be me that had the 15 feet coming back, but he didn't miss it. Uh, I had learned the shots. I've played some of those front door shots, the back door shots. I, I knew what I was doing. He knew what he was doing. We teamed well for the first time maybe ever on the golf course. <laughs> uh, but that was a whole lot of fun. And the team championship was won by uh, uh, Jacob. I forget how to say his last name. Uh, but they, I think he said, just call me Staz. Uh, and Chris Johnson, they won twenty grand 
for winning the team competition. Then they played Paula Creamer and Ricky Fowler the next day, and they won twenty-five more thousand dollars. Paula and Ricky didn't know any of the shots. They're great putters, but they didn't know where to hit any of the sh- any of the shots. I actually showed them where to hit some of the shots. That was a quirk. It's a long story. We're not going to get into it. I, I know both of them a little bit. Know Paula a little better than Ricky, but I was kind of tricked into this. Happy to help them, but I didn't want Jacob and Chris think I, to think I was ganging up on them. But they had no chance. Paula and Ricky had no chance of beating those guys. They'd been there for a week and a half. They knew every inch of the place. Paula and Ricky are great putters, but they didn't know where to hit it. So I showed them a little bit of where to hit it, but they're still, it took a lot. You know, you got to play it to get comfortable hitting it up the slope and have it come back down the slope and through a bunker. I mean, it's just, it's it's a different skill. It's a different game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, In the individual side, there were 100 100 competitors. Matthias Hageloff from Sweden, one of about five or six Swedes that came over. He won by a couple of shots. I played my worst two rounds in the third and fourth round and still finished 33rd. So I made the cut, finished, uh, I just finished out of the money. But and, and by the way, rules of amateur status changed as of 2019. I actually could have cashed a check, except I wasn't good enough. Uh, speaking of that, they didn't change enough to help me at the Georgia Senior Open. I made my senior tournament debut down at Sea Palms earlier in the week, the Yamaha Georgia Senior Open. Uh, I, I didn't have a great first round, and so I thought for a second, well, you know, at least there's an amateur side of this competition. Let me go see what 78 did on the amateur side. Well, the problem was four of the top five spots, I think, were amateurs at the time after round number one. Sure enough, Jack Larkin won it as an amateur. Uh, Richard Rebney finished in second. He's a pro. Then Dr. Doug Hansel from right there in Savannah. Jason Henry, another amateur. Tim Weinhart tied for fourth with with Pine Trees, Chris Hall. Uh, So you get a pro and an amateur there. I played with Brian Dixon from Fox Creek. He finished seventh, so I didn't bring his game down. I rebounded, shot 72 on the uh, the second day, and uh, what did I finish there? Uh, 35th in my senior debut. So so there you have it. Uh, that's, uh, That's enough about me. Now, what do you think about me? 404? No, we're not going to do that. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked about Live Golf. I'm not interested in talking a whole lot about Live Golf, but there's been a lot of things that have gone on since we last talked about it. Uh, I told you, I think last week, I think we mentioned both sides are now suing each other. That's official. We predicted that was going to happen. It's actually happening. Uh, it's all, you know, th- there was a separate suit from the tour. Uh, now they're, they're, what they're doing now is this is the part of the discovery. Live Golf wants to see every piece of record, every every piece of communication that any PGA Tour representative had with anybody on this subject. Uh, the tour had said that's too broad. The judge actually said no, it's not. You got to give it to them. So the tour says okay. This week the latest <laughs> development was the tour said okay. Well, we want to see everything that's gone on between the Saudi government and anybody they've talked to. Uh, regarding this PIF uh, that's funding the the public investment fund that's funding Live Golf. We want to see all that. And the judge has not ruled on that yet. (laughs) So that's where that is. I'm laughing because, you know, it's just comical. You know, I'm not a legal expert. I can't even tell you what's going to happen next. The the case is not going to happen until 2024. I really don't think this is going to get that far. Because 
uh, of the next story. <laughs> uh, Sergio Garcia may have told you this a couple of weeks ago, may have not. Uh, he's not going to qualify for the Ryder Cup team next year. He's not going to have played the minimum number of events on the European Tour. And if you don't play the minimum number of events, the European Tour controls that European Ryder Cup side. Then they're not even going to let him play. This has nothing to do with live golf, but it does because Sergio had a microphone in front of him this week down at Doral, and he said, "Look, you know, basically, I'm paraphrasing. He wasn't comfortable. There, there's been there's been bad blood." And if they don't want him on the team, he doesn't want to be on the team. Well, the problem is that he hasn't done enough to get on the team right now. And I'm talking about just checking actual formatic boxes. Clearly, his record's good enough. He's the all-time leading Ryder Cup points winner. But you got to play four tournaments, and he didn't. And he's not going to. He's missed the deadline. There aren't four left. So so he's he's done, unless they make an exception. So there are, you know, there, there's one wheel turning. Why Why else do I think this court case in 2024 is not going to matter? Because of the next conversation. Uh, going on this week, the uh, the Asia-Pacific Amateur winner gets an exemption into the Masters. Uh, that's put on by several of the governing bodies, including the Royal and Ancient Golf Club at St. Andrews. Martin Slumbers is the chief executive of that. So he's in front of reporters. He was asked... And the headlines on this story are a little bit misleading. It says, you know, they're not going to ban anyone and that Saudi's investment in golf is a good thing. So you got to get to the quotes. Uh, first of all, as far as them not banning anyone, they don't really have any ability to ban anyone. This is just the group that runs the British Open, as far as we're concerned. They, they write the rules of the game for the rest of the world. The USGA uh, and the RNA get together for the rules, and the USGA governs the United States and Mexico. But the RNA governs the rest of the world, and right now they feel like we're pretty unified on the rules. That's not always been the case. We've had different equipment, equipment standards from time to time. A couple of different rules from time to time. You know, the sprinkler head within two club lengths of the green thing. Different tours don't always agree on that. Uh, the, the size of the golf ball was not agreed upon by the, by the RNA and the USGA for a, for a long time. Um, None of that's important now because, like I said, I, so as far as I know, I think we're together on everything, just about everything. Uh, but they run the British Open, and they're not going to ban anyone from the British Open because it's open. They'd like to consider it the Open. They've never taken it out of the United Kingdom. But, okay, uh, it is open. And I, I, I've told you already, I don't think the U.S. Open is going to do anything about that either. They don't have to change their criteria. Look, you want to get in and you're not in based on World Golf Rankings, here's how you get in. First of all, I need your 150 bucks, or whatever it costs now. I think that's what it cost the last time I did it, 150 bucks. And then, you know, we'll see over, we'll see at this qualifier, and if you get through that when you get to the next one. It's a little di- different for the British. They've got... Spots that you can play in, little short four-tournament money lists and whatnot of various tournaments around the world. They give order of merit winners from various tournaments around the world. they got a lot of different criteria, but Martin Slumbers doesn't want to change that criteria. Here's how you get in. If you're not going to do what it takes to get in, we're not going to kick you out, but we're not going to put you in either. Seems fair enough. Uh, the other thing, the other part of that headline says the Saudi investment golf is a good thing. you got to go and actually read the quote. Uh, this this could come back to bite Martin Slumbers. He says, I have no issue with the players. People play for a living. I note that Saudi Arabia wants to invest a lot of money into the game and I that I love and care about. That's a good thing. But I want to preserve the pathways 
and meritocracy on which our game is built. Sport without it, that isn't sport. So I want to make sure we have the best players competing week in and week out. Uh, if the game is not played with high value and respect, I have no chance to grow the game, end quote. First of all, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on XM. Why is it okay that that they call it sport and we call it sports? Can we just not get together on that? I don't really care which one it is. I don't want to hear both anymore. I went to school here. I was taught it was sports. I was taught a bunch of other things that I didn't appreciate. So part of this is agenda, an agenda I have. If it's sport and I was taught sports, then I expect a handwritten letter from my fifth grade English teacher apologizing for getting that wrong. There's the baggage. And if it's sports instead of sports, somebody tell them. Somebody make the decision and we're going to go with it. But I'm not a fan of it being both ways. But I get what Martin Slumbers is saying there. We're, we're you know, that, that part of the quote, Saudi Arabia wants to invest a lot of money in the game I love and care about. That's a good thing. Like I said, that may come back to bite him. Not everybody thinks that's a good thing. But the head of the RNA thinks it's a good thing. Uh, but right now, they're also not getting world golf ranking points. And that's when, when the live players realize that the only way they're going to be able to get in these majors, if they don't have major championship exemptions, for example, Cam Smith just won the British Open. He's in until he's 60. It's not about world golf ranking points for him. So he plays on that live tour. So they got a guy that's going to play. For the next five years, he's got, he's got all four major championships. So he's in. It doesn't matter about world golf ranking points. It doesn't matter about order of merit or anything like that. But some of these guys are, are starting to lose their exemptions. Lee Westwood's not in, other than the world golf ranking. Sergio's not in. His Masters exempt winning exemption is up. Now, he's in the Masters. But you understand. So Martin Slumber says, I'm not going to change the criteria. Don't expect him to change the criteria. All right, so uh, now live golf with a lot of opportunity to fire back because they're in front of microphones. They're down at Doral, Trump Doral for their their final event. Uh, their COO talks about the TV package. Remember, we thought they were going to have uh, that. Thought they were going to have this event on television this weekend. They didn't. We thought they were going to buy time. That was the report. They didn't. They say they got a lot of international TV partnerships. Uh, that they're looking forward to, and that they're they're close on a U.S. TV deal. I've heard the same thing. Sorry, I've, sorry, I haven't heard the same thing. I've heard that before. I don't know where they are. Nobody's calling me and telling me anything about that. Uh, details for what they're going to do next year, though, are out. 14 events, 12 teams. So all 48 players are going to be on those teams. Those players are going to be locked in. Uh, interesting, at the end of that story, they talk about the ability to switch teams coming at the end of the season. They've been kind of doing that willy-nilly this season as they've been kind of inventing things as they go along. I'm not down on that. It's the first year. I appreciate their ability to change things, their willingness to change things. They kind of had to change a couple of things. But they want to lock it in. They want to have you know four guys on each team for 12 teams, 48 players, and they want that to be the same all season long. Uh, they did give some interesting details, though. 
the teams are going to be 75% owned by the league, 25% owned by their principal players. So basically the captain. So Phil's going to own 25% of his team. Now, there's also going to be a budget in 2023. The player's payment is going to come from the budget. Uh, Travel costs, team staff, things that are listed in this article. Now, what what do you mean team staff? Well, I'm guessing four caddies count as team staff. You want to hire a chef just for your team and not the other team? That comes out of your budget. You want to hire a trainer, a swing coach, somebody to caddy for the caddies? The fact that it says... uh, Travel costs. These guys have been being been flown around in big charter planes, not not little private planes. There ain't nothing wrong with a little private plane. We're talking about big planes. Apparently, they're going to have to start paying for that now, or you know, it's coming out of their budget. I I think that is going to uh, open a lot of the players' eyes right there. I don't know how well that's going to sit. I don't know how much of that they knew going in. We're going to find out. So far, everybody over there has been pretty pretty tight-lipped. They've done a good job of keeping it together. Only a couple of leaks. Taylor Gooch said, I didn't know, you know, that he, he said he joined the league without a contract. He didn't know he was going to get kicked off the PGA Tour. I don't know how he could possibly say that, but he said something like that. He's the only guy that said, you know, that, that had a, a gap in information. You know, hey, well, if I'd have known this, maybe I'd have done something else. The rest of them have, have kind of held to it. So good for them in that regard. We'll see what they think of uh, of the changes. Uh, all right. Uh, Bryce and Bubba say they're still owned half of their, their PIP money. They didn't complete all of the requirements in order to get it. That's something that's the reason why they're still in the uh, in the lawsuit. And that is it for the live news, thank goodness. But there was a lot to catch up on there. All right, when we come back... We will continue here. We are live at Bobby Jones, the the Georgia Putting Championship, georgiapga.com, gsga.org. You can, you can follow along. If you didn't sign up for it this year, this is the second year of it. I can't help you. We will talk about it as we continue. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. All right, so I don't believe at this point the person who's driving has been officially identified by the authority. The authorities. But in this case, according to uh, TikTok, it's somebody named Katie Sigmund. She is a uh, she's an she's an influencer, according to all the headlines. Uh, I say that with as much disdain as possible. Enough to where I want to stop and repoint out that that's I have disdain for that role. I'm sure she's lovely. So she goes to the Grand Canyon. She decides she's a golfer. She's enough of a golfer to where you know she had some equipment. The swing wasn't terrible. She hits a tee shot. From the edge of the Grand Canyon out into the Grand Canyon, the reports by the folks who don't they, just, they don't they don't play were uh, that she she hit the ball and then she threw her driver into the Grand Canyon. Well, she's the authorities want to talk to her because it's against the law to hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon. Uh, the Federal Park Association, the Federal Park Service, is actually a little sarcastic 
Uh, they put a response out that says, do we really need to say don't hit balls into the Grand Canyon? Uh, there, there, She's going to get in trouble. I don't know if it was indeed Katie Sigmund who, who hit the, who is the one that hit the shot, but it is her TikTok account. Uh, and by the way, she didn't throw her driver in. She hits the ground with her driver. The driver broke and the driver flew in. So that's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. All right, we're going to get, this is an exclusive coming up here. Exclusive here. Uh, as we are live from Bobby Jones Golf Course, the Georgia Putting Championship just finished up and straight off the golf course. Uh, the defending champion, Scott Geary, uh, who uh, who is also the executive director of the Georgia PGA, plus joining us on his birthday, my son and my partner, Henry Katrick. Uh, without spoiling the surprise, I can tell you we did not win this year. <laughs> And we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Scott, you and John won last year. And congratulations on your victory. Well, thank you very much. Uh, You just came off the golf course. You were in contention after your first round. Yeah, we were tied for first after the first round. So we'll see if it it hangs on. It's getting a little cool out there. You closed out with an ace on the eighth hole. Correct. I did not see what happened on the ninth hole. Had a little tap in, too. So shot a uh, 20-21. We're in at 41. Leader in the clubhouse, first group in. We were the first group off, and and I appreciate the, uh, I guess both champions get to go off first. (laughs) That is right, the individual champion yourself. uh, However, it worked out, but it was a little dark, uh, so we had a little 15-minute delay. The cloud cover didn't allow the sun. The sun was up. We just couldn't see it. That's right. (laughs) We, We couldn't prove it to anybody. We almost had to go go blind, but um, no, it worked out. Everybody, we've got 30 teams out there, so 60 players have uh, had quite the show out for it. All right. Uh, so now here, here's this is something. All right, I really this is this is the, like to tell you an attorney that don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. Um, we're going into untrodden territory here, but I got to ask my partner how he feels about what was an utterly dismal performance for our team. We were awful. Just as a team, we were awful. Henry, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, we were really bad. Um, I don't wake up early. I was homeschooled, and I work at an engine gym that doesn't open up until 2 p.m. So uh, the fact that I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to get here, that was not good. Had a bang energy and then couldn't see for the first half of the round. By the second half of the round, uh, the bang energy gone right through me, so I really had to pee. So it just it wasn't great. <laughs> I don't know what your excuse is, but I got I got plenty. Well, that was good. Well, that went better. Than I, I got nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Could have really been a disaster. Right there. That was awesome. <laughs> I did That's not good. expect that. Well done, young man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes. I still uh, pee. How about? Okay. Well, you go ahead. I'll, I'll talk to Scott. You can come back. <laughs> the... <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Henry's friend Adam Crooks, run on the board, is thinking. That's what you got to do to get on the radio? <laughs> that's it. Just if I honest. had known that's all I had to do, I would have done that a long time ago. Well, look, Adam, if I had had you here as a partner, actually, we'd still be in last because I wasn't Henry. I was terrible. Uh, yeah, it was it was rough out there. Uh, but that's the whole point. That's it, right. Is This is the Dan Yates putting course. 
all kinds of humps and bumps. You're supposed to hit a putt that you think is going this way, and all of a sudden it goes sideways and comes back at you, uh, and, and you're supposed to laugh about it, which we did. We did. We absolutely did. You, you saw in our second round, we had a couple go sideways on You us. guys made a four on the second hole. We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought for sure we did actually beat you with a three. You did. Uh, I was I was one of maybe the two holes. We, we did no favors for, for Scott and John, by the way. Uh, because you guys had to putt first on every hole. Yeah, you got to see all of our lines. Yeah. I can't believe. If we could have just won one of them, <laughs> then you would have gotten to see some of them. And this was important for you guys as not only defending champions, but you were contending. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, no, um, it worked out. Um, you know, you get everybody out there, you can kind of have a good feel on it. So uh, it's been fun. I wish it was a little warmer, but... Uh, it should be interesting to see what takes it home. Yeah. Well, the original date uh, was going to be in a warmer month. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I know you guys, are you already are we talking about doing this now? It has grown. seems like it's grown a lot from year one to year two. It's grown a ton. Last year we had 96 players um, in three divisions, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. This year we, we tailored it down to two and 120 sold out wait lists, both for teams and individuals. So I think the plan is next year making sort of a qualifying event or events, maybe take one to South Georgia at, at Sea Island, the putting course there, um, and then have your your qualifying teams come in here at Bobby Jones earlier earlier in the year, make it a little warmer. So Let's take the whole thing to Sea Island. I was just down there. We're going to get to that, but I, mean, I love it down there. Oh, it's perfect. It's beautiful down there. Yeah. Think about who would show up for that. I know. <laughs> uh, was just down at Pop Stroke, the Pop Stroke National Championship. Talked about it in the last segment, uh, but you weren't here. Uh, there were a ton of mini tour players there. Really? Yeah. Uh, there were there were people that that do this. Here, you want this chair? Uh, Henry just came back. <laughs> he looks relieved. <laughs> uh, so when you talk about a, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. No, that was funny. Uh, you talk about having a qualifier. Are we all going to have to go to South Georgia to qualify? No, we would okay. do a North and a South Georgia. When this originally was talked about, I think we we had grandiose ideas of four qualifiers around the state and and ran by clubs uh but then we decided to kind of crawl before we walk or run so uh but we've gotten to a point where we filled this out so it it warrants a qualifier maybe one up towards atlanta and one in south georgia i love that uh how long do do past champions get to stay exempt (laughs) is it like the majors where you get five years i think it should be yeah this has to be discussed we haven't talked about this but i vote for a five-year exemption. Past for the champions past. in media always. <laughs> oh, media. <laughs> Didn't even think about the media card. Uh, well, well, that's awesome. Now, you guys, it's been a busy week. You've been traveling. Uh, I was traveling as well uh, because I made my senior debut in the Georgia Senior Open. I was watching. Yeah. I was watching we, it. We talked about that in the yeah. first segment. But yeah. what a great event. Yes. Uh, Clark Spratlin and his staff down there at Sea Palms. Oh, my goodness. What a spot that is. Yeah, they've done a tremendous job at that golf course. We were excited to bring it down there. And Yamaha has been a huge partner of that event and the Atlanta Open for years. So they take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was just it was great. to see. I saw Jack Larkin. I didn't realize he how many kids. I think there, I think there's three Larkins. There are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, because he was at a college golf tournament up in Greenville, South Carolina. He came up and said hello. Yeah, I'm not sure how he does it with all this time and still can play golf at that level, but uh, he is. He's on the move a lot with all of his kids playing, too. Yeah. All right, so for the, for the section, we got a big uh, Georgia section of the PGA of America, one of 41 sections of the PGA of America. Uh, they, they teach and help grow the game. 28,000 men and women golf professionals. That's right. Uh, you get your big national meetings coming up. We do. PGA annual meetings. So all 41 sections will be represented with two voting delegates. Typically, it's the president, vice president of those sections coming in voting on the next secretary of the PGA of America, um, as well as a couple resolutions that are on the on the table for for the PGA of America, so it should be exciting. And we're going Jim Richardson. This is the end of Jim Richardson's run. It is Jim, who has ties to the Atlantis or to the, to the Georgia section. Correct. Was uh, head pro out at the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at Stone Mountain before he was at that. Stone Mountain, uh, also at Whistling Straits, which is my home state, um, and now out at. Um, um, Riviera. Yeah, it was Riviera. He had a stop there in, with, for, with Troon yep. in Scottsdale and took the head job, PGA Director of Golf at Riviera. I know. <laughs> That's a nice spot. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, so he's out. It, John, is it Lindert? Yep. Lindert's yep. going in. I don't know who the current secretary yeah, is. Yeah, Ray? Don, Don Ray. Yeah. Okay. Out, of, out of Arizona. Own, owns a club, Augusta Ranch. Probably one of the cooler stories for someone getting involved in golf. Used to be a professional umpire. Really? Yes. Yes. And he's got a great story about how when the strike happened, uh, that's when he decided to stop umpiring and become a um, PGA golf professional. He said if he'd have stuck with umpiring, he'd be in the majors still. Well, what's wrong with that? Yes, nothing wrong. I okay. think it's cool. I think it's cool. <laughs> now he owns and operates a golf course, uh, Augusta Ranch, out at um, in, in Arizona. Uh, Scott Geary, our guest, executive director of the Georgia PGA. We're actually uh, we're in your offices here. We are at Bobby Jones. Uh, we're we're adjacent to the uh, to the Ed Hoard Golf Shop. Uh, this is the Murray Golf House. Yes, correct. This this is just a wonderful facility. We've been here before. We've told this story before, but. Uh, you get to come here every day. What's it like? Every single it's it's incredible. I mean, the people you see here day in and day out, every walk of life playing golf. Um, we're here. GSJ is on the floor above us. It's home of the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame as well. You mentioned that Hoard Golf Shop, beautiful restaurant in Boone's, and then yeah, the Dan Yates Putting Course, which is uh, eating our lunch a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is if people come here to Bobby Jones. They may not know all this is going on. Absolutely. Uh, between between the Dan Yates putting course, the 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 big course itself, you've got the kids course over on the mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. Uh, cup links, cup links. Yep. Uh, you, folks may not even know when they come in here. They poke their head in, or they just want to run and use the facilities for a second. The Georgia Golf Hall of Fame is right next to you. Right next to us. Just walk in, in there this morning. Take yeah. a peek at it yep. if, if you'd like. Yeah, they were, we were handing out stuff. Uh, Georgia Putting Championship. Georgia Putting Championship. Speaking of the stuff we handed out, mm-hmm. we, they, you. Yes. Uh, who are the partners? Uh, we got Bobby Jones Apparel. Well, first we did have a presenting partner come on this year that really helped us kind of grow it, do a little more, and and they want to be involved for years to come in Sweetens Cove. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they've been a great partner. They came on to also partner with the section on the uh, match play championship. But them, Bobby Jones, PJ Tour Superstore, uh, and Mizuno Golf. So some great partners involved with this, hoping to hoping to build it even more. 
Yeah, love it. Uh, have you played Sweetens Cove? I have not yet. Okay, I'm I'm hoping to get up there. Maybe the 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 champion, if it happens, should get a a little invite there. So they don't do tea times. It's, I've heard that it's odd. They they sell daily passes. You get a day. Now you can buy eighteen holes, nine holes, you or or you can buy the whole day. Uh, they they change the number that they have depends. You know that there are some days. I mean, they, they never have a ton of people up there. I've, I've yeah. been up there one time. The folks at Bridgestone just did a, a content shoot with Matt Kuchar. Okay, good. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get that invite. I got to see Sweetens Cove for the first time. But I also got to see um, Matt, their, their professional, mm-hmm. their GM. He's, he's their guy. Yeah. I got to see how they, they start. And it's weird. We're all just kind of standing around. <laughs> now, we we're kind of waiting out what may have been a frost delay. You couldn't tell. They don't have... They don't have a golf shop. They have what they call a shed. And they call it a shed because it's a shed. It's a shed. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. They have what are now permanent bathroom facilities. They brought them in. But that's maybe the biggest structure on the property. The shed is just a shed. And they have their merchandise in the shed. Okay. Uh, they're they're very loose. It's a very cool vibe that yeah. they have. Uh, going there at Sweetens Cove. It's nine holes. Each green is massive, and they have two flags in each green. So you, on your second lap, you can play to the other holes. And on your third lap, you can start playing different tees. Sure. And, uh, and then, you know, if there's no one around, you can you can kind of go You start playing across different holes. You can do, it, you can do whatever you want. They're, yeah. they're not going to tell you what not to do. You know, that's similar to here at Bobby Jones, only there's never not anybody around it's right. packed right um but same kind of idea yeah uh it was uh i i liked the thought behind it yeah uh it, what they captured here's what here's what i thought they captured because there's been a lot of um <laughs> I, I talked to a guy that was like oh it's it's the future of golf it's, it's growing the game <laughs> that's such i don't know, like i'm saying this to an executive <laughs> director but uh just so you know grumpy john mcginnis and i have decided that We've been growing the game for twenty years. Mm. We just went through this two-year period where you couldn't get tee times anymore. Yeah. So we've we've we won. The game has grown. We have yeah. grown the game. Yeah. The game is now closed. We're yeah. done growing the game. The game's as big as it can possibly handle right now. Doesn't mean you can't come play. Mm-hmm. Just means we don't need anybody else. <laughs> no more seats. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, but yeah, so this is growing the game. It is a different way of doing things. Uh, I don't know how much you're growing the game when you know you're. You know, it's not it's not a, the most affordable round of golf ever. Right. But right. you're also what you, what they captured up there is they captured that that last 30 minutes or 40 minutes when we would go back out after a rain delay and the sun's going down. There's nobody else any out there anymore. We got the whole course to ourselves. We can do anything we want. Uh, and we've all had that moment. There's that magical 30 or 40 minutes. And what they did at Sweetens Cove is they captured that. All day, every day. Oh, that's incredible. and that's just really good. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, just good vibe. Tough to beat that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Scott Geary with us. I don't know who else needs to come on. You're welcome to stay. We're in your offices. We're going to take a break. We're at the Georgia Putting Championship. We got a couple other things to happen. The East Lake Cup happened yes. while we were both traveling. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, and they're they're playing down in Bermuda. Had Jason Bone on the show last week. He talked about trying to make the island tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of those island tour yeah, events. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the, the island tour continues. It is the golf show. And, and by the way, my son Henry sitting on the floor right here. 
Do we think we're in last, buddy? No, no. We were beating some people. Oh. That performance beat some people. Yeah. <laughs> well, we improved the second time. <laughs> Substantially. <laughs> we were uh, we bogeyed the first three holes and then made a four after that. We, yeah. we, we, went, we went bogey, 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 double. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how we opened the golf tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, come back from that. Yeah. Uh, we did. Henry Henry made, well, we'll tell you, Henry's got a little piece of history of the Georgia Putting Championship also. Uh, that history, we probably should have documented because it's about to get, like, that's been blown away now. Absolutely. We'll tell you what we're talking about next. Live from the Georgia Putting Championship, Bobby Jones Golf Course. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Welcome back to the golf show. Your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick and Ali Dean. This is Atlanta's golf station, the fan. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> we kind of lost a little bit there. Uh, live from Bobby Jones, the Georgia Putting Championship, along with Scott Geary, the uh, executive director of the Georgia PGA, and Henry Katrick, whose birthday it is. Uh, we're glad to have you. No, no, Ollie Dean. I got distracted there because we're. Uh, I was looking for the scoring for this on the Georgia PGA app which I just used the Georgia PGA app for the first time earlier this year. The Georgia PGA app is fantastic. That's right. Yeah. A lot of work. The gentleman whose desk you're at right now, he runs that for us. Michael, he does a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't find it, but I know it's on here somewhere. <laughs> so um, uh, suggestion for for this event for next year. You liked it. Yes. Uh, just- I love it. Just told you that if you go play Pinehurst number two, these last few years, you go play Pinehurst number two. And if you make a two on Pinehurst number two, however you make it, you hold something from the fairway or you make a two on one of the four par threes. If you make a two on two, if you make a deuce on the deuce, they give you a coin. Mm -hmm. You go to the bar there, which is called the deuce, and you tell them and they will give you a coin. Now, don't go telling them if you didn't make it. You didn't earn that coin. No. Uh, I lipped one out. I misread one this last year. I had, a, I had a couple of good runs at it, but didn't make it. So I don't have the coin. Yeah. We should have an ace on the Yates coin. Couldn't agree more. I think it's a genius idea. You would have one. I would have one. How about that? You aced the eighth <laughs> hole. Yes. Uh, I believe I called that one, too. Did, I didn't hear you. Yeah. I said, why don't you leave that flag out? <laughs> well, yeah. I can tell you this. If you were, uh, there it is, the Georgia Putting Championship right there at georgiapga.com. If you were on the fence as to leave the, leaving the flag stick in or out, boy, this morning we saw some cruel things happen. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm looking for you here. There's uh, there's Geary and Cooley. Yes. You are the leaders in. In the clubhouse we are, yes. Yeah, so it's not hole-by-hole hole scoring because we didn't do that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we would have to do that. Um, the very first a trivia question you can play along. Uh, Who made the very first ace in the history of the Georgia Putting Championship? That would be this young man right here. That's right. Who was 19 (laughs) or maybe even 18 years old last year when we made it. Uh, Henry Katrick, second round, a second lap, knocked one in. And then about 10 minutes later... On some other hole, somebody else, on the long hole. On the long one, yep. It was like a 100-foot putt. Somebody else <laughs> knocked it. I don't know who it was, but we heard it. Yeah, but they were too late. They were too late. <laughs> uh, and then I made one in the individual on the same hole that Henry made his on. Oh, yeah. Because it was, you know, I had the read. <laughs> um, 
And I don't know that there were any more last year. I don't year. think so. We've had a few more this year already. Um, but, no, it was pretty slim last year. Yeah, as soon as we walked out the door for our second nine, we heard some roars. I mean, I know they're making them Oh, yeah, now. yeah. You know, I've heard there's been people here for the week. Not driving in and staying here, but those local have come out and they've been they've been practicing. Uh, we talked about it in the first segment, but uh, was down there at at, in, at Pop Stroke, and Henry, you remember you remember how long Olivia used to hang out in Myrtle Beach? About two weeks, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was I heard a month sometimes. <laughs> Young lady from the Czech Republic. She was 16 years old when she won the mini golf masters for the first time. She'd come over for a month. Oh yeah. Oh, I believe that. I worked, you know, my time with the AJGA. You'd see that quite often for those events. Yeah. Folks coming over and being there a week or two ahead of time. The Swedes were there for uh, for two weeks down at Popstro. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we were talking about it coming over here yesterday and hitting some putts. Well, it was interesting you talking about it before, saying that it's turf, but the speed changes. Yes, it's in the middle of the day, and all the all the in-depth miniature golfers, the pro miniature golfers, we've got one of the best ones here in this city. One of the best in the world lives right here in Atlanta. Remember who it is that lives here in Atlanta? Jay Clapper. Jay Dadgum Clapper. Okay. Uh, Henry, tell us about Jay Clapper. Uh, he won the Masters the first year that, that we went to it, um, and he was really nice about showing everyone the shots. He would always, uh, when I would play in the junior tournament, he would show me the shots, and uh, he would walk with me during my round and show me every shot on every hole. Yeah, wow. he beat Olivia in a playoff that first year that we went. So the guys like that would tell us, hey, yeah, the carpet's faster in the day. And I was like, you I can't guys, believe you've lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did they vacuum? What? <laughs> I, uh, why? Was it growing? Uh, no, down at Popstroke, whatever turf they were using, it was noticeable how much faster it was. Um, so we wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. As uh, we hope you hang on. East Lake Cup. Uh, let's see. Vanderbilt won on the men's side. Auburn won on the women's side. Uh, the individual on the men's side. Let's see. Uh, who were the guys? Gordon Sargent won on the men's side. Blanca Fernandez Garcia Poggio won on the women's side. The individuals, uh, Gordon Sargent, they they had his score wrong. I saw that on the sign. Yeah, and that's all anybody knew. <laughs> they thought he had tied, and it turns out he had won. Yeah, once they got in and settled the scores, he had won. He knew oh, yeah. where he was, but if you were watching along, and apparently they got that wrong on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it happens. Yep. Uh, Bermuda Championship, the PGA Tour. It's the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Seamus Power is tied with Ben Griffin at 18 under par. Uh, Seamus Power got the scholarship at East Tennessee State that Rory McIlroy turned down. Yes. They're both Irish. <laughs> Did you know that, Henry? No. Nope. Rory showed up at East Tennessee State, or maybe he didn't show up. They offered him a scholarship. College wasn't for him. He was right about that. I think he made the right job. I think he did, too. <laughs> uh, but you know Ben Griffin. Yes. Yeah. Know Ben from the, again, American Junior Golf Association days. Ben was a, a All-American there with the AJGA before he went to North Carolina and had an interesting uh, event with Ben out in Las Vegas. Uh, he got a tip from Butch Harmon. Yeah, well. Sort of. Butch wouldn't, didn't want to give him a tip. So this was a match play event where Butch Harmon captained a team and Natalie Galvis captained another team. And Butch had all the players in to uh, get some swing lessons. And he said, well, son, I've got about 10, 10 tips for you, but I don't want to say a thing because you're striping it. Mm. Pretty neat. Love it. 
Asia Pacific Amateur just finished because it was in Asia. Uh, it was in Thailand. And Australian Harrison Crow beats Bo Jin. Bo played at Oklahoma State uh, by one shot. So Harrison Crow wins 13 under par. He was going to turn pro right after this tournament and go play what is the prime golf season in sure. Australia. I think he might wait now. He has to wait. <laughs> Doesn't he have to wait? Absolutely. you got to wait. I mean, you're in the Masters. Yeah. Pretty sure you're in the U.S. Open. Correct. I know you're in the British Open. Yeah. Mm. He has to wait. You have to. Henry, you win a big event. You're good enough to go make money. But you know you got the Masters if you can wait six months. Do you wait? I mean, that's basically what I've been doing in Ninja for the last three years. I don't want to go pro. Don't want to go pro. Go where you can win. Where do you work again? Uh, Ninja Gym. What's it called? Ninja Fit ATL. You should, everyone should go there. <laughs> that's what I thought. There we go. Uh, if you watch American Ninja Warrior, that's what yes. both of my kids do. And they both work at Ninja Fit. I love it. They te- you can go there and do it. Like, you and I can go there and do it. Ooh, if that sounds like a bad idea, <laughs> but your kids can go there and do it, and they love it. My daughter might like that, but I, I think I'd just be dropping off. <laughs> well, you know what? You get better. Yeah. You really do. You yeah. get better. as you, even, even through your first day there, you will get better. Now, you're going to hurt the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Scott, I hope your score hangs in there. Thank you. I'm looking forward to watching you this afternoon. All right. Uh, Georgia Putting Championship, georgiapga.com. If you want to follow the scoring, Henry, happy birthday. Thanks to Derek Thomas, who may or may not have done anything. Adam Crooks screwed the show up a couple times, but nobody noticed. Uh, Have a great Sunday of football, everybody. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 